couple years down the road, <laughs> you are asleep. And you're in this sort of like white space. Oh, shit. For a second. Uh, you can't really see anything but white. Um, but in the distance, you see like a short squat <laughs> figure come yeah. up to you. Yeah. Uh, he's in black and white. Holy like shit. Like he's he he looks like he is on an old style television, you know, from like the early fifties or whatever. Like he's flickering or something, kinda. Or? He's kind yeah, he's kinda he's kinda flickering. He looks very Italian. <laughs> okay. And you're like, you're just sitting here just like, what the hell? What's going on? He gets up to you and he says, Hello, Pat. My name is Fiorella LaGuardia. I'm one of the former mayors of New York City. Hello, sir. Don't let them taint my name. And then he claps and you wake up. You wake up. Holy shit. In what could only be described as like this art deco beauty of a room. Holy shit. You know, there's like copper sidings on the wall. Um, you're really high up. There's a window and you can see you're really high up. You walk out of the bed and you look down and you are in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Okay. A voice goes over the intercom and says, Good morning, Pat. <laughs> uh, is there anything you say to it? Um, I say, good morning. Uh, what the fuck is going on? Oh. Well, Pat, don't you remember? You're on the 100th floor of the Empire State Building. Oh, no. And you are the 2023... King of Piss of New York City. King of Piss? Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I guess I go, I guess I go uh, expand on that, please. Who am I talking to, by the way? Who are you, I'd say? Um, I'm an advanced version of AI developed specifically by Jeff Bezos. Do you have a name? Lacey. All right, Lacey. I couldn't. I I couldn't choose Alexa. It was already taken. All right. All right, Lacey. Uh, can you can you explain more about my situation? I'm a little confused. So, Lacey. Lacey goes on to explain to you how exactly you got here, and she knows all this because it's a pretty well documented story in New York city so far. So you got to jump back a couple months from this point. Uh -oh. So a couple months prior to this, you're in Austin, like normal and, uh, you get into work, uh, at the Velveeta room. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you get there and there's a plane ticket. Um, and it's to, uh, JFK, New York city. Wow. And it's in a couple days. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And uh, that one guy 
who is a staple at the Velveeta Room. Um, Michael Park? Michael Park, yeah. he He's Holy like, Pat, I got you this. Uh, <laughs> I signed you up for this convention, Pat. Okay. All right, and Michael. you're like, yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? What's going on? And he's like, I signed you up for the... <laughs> I signed you up for the the comedy bookers convention in New York City, Pat. Wow! Holy shit! So there's this there's this there's this convention. It happens every year. It happens in New York City, and it's called the LOL Comedy Convention. <laughs> and uh, wait, then that's a bunch of book. It's a bunch of Michael. Okay, it's a bunch of bookers who come together and uh, bookers from all over the country come to it. You go and check on the website. Yeah, just because you're like, what's going on? Immediately, you see spinning gifts. You know, this is wow. like a this is like an terribly designed website. It says, <laughs> "Home of all the best uh, tricks and griffs in all the comedy game." <laughs> Holy shit. It's so you so yeah i mean like oh no it's bad like you you go on there there's a there's a, a number counter to show how many people have visited the website you know uh yeah what is that it's less than 500 oh, and no. like this is this is clearly designed at like 1995 oh shit but you've been signed up for this and you know he bought you the ticket and I guess I would uh, ask him, I would go, Michael, why on earth did you do this? Well, he says, um, well, I just wanted to make sure that <laughs> you'd be abreast of all the comedy bookings that are happening across this great nation. Is he going to be like offended if I don't go? Because I really don't want to go. This sounds... Uh, like something I don't need to go to. And I have no idea why the fuck Michael Park, the door guy at the Velveeta would do this to me, but he maxed out his credit card. So he would be really offended. <laughs> he actually has to like, he's, he's kind of living in his car right now. Michael. So like not going would be like a really big affront to him. All it right. would just be, yeah. Michael like Chase Ben. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll. Okay, in that case, I will definitely go. And we're gonna have. Uh, a, I feel like we have to have a conversation when I come back. I, that is, you can't. You cannot put yourself in the, in 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 the poorhouse to to buy me to buy people. He's probably bought a, a bunch of people a bunch of weird stuff. Then, right? If he's if he's living in his car. Uh, yeah. Don't I, you worry. Don't you worry about what I bought other people, Pat. God damn it, Michael. All right. Well, Michael, thank you. I, I look forward to doing this. I don't, but I, I, just, I just say that to him. So you get to New York City, city of dreams. Yeah. Staten Island. Oh, no. The Bronx. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn. Hell, yeah. Queens. <laughs> the Island of Manhattan. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm ready. So you get to New York, get into JFK, take the J uh, to the L. Um, 
to the Airbnb that you're staying at uh, in Midtown Manhattan. Cool. Uh, it's in like one of those weird illegal Airbnbs that yeah. often get done out of there. Um, uh, well, the convention is in Midtown. You take an Airbnb to Chinatown. You know, you're in like a very decrepit, weird-looking apartment on Mott Street. But you know, it it, it is what it is. Sure. Um, H- how long am I, am I there for? Well, you're uh, you're only there for like three days, essentially. So you uh, end up going to this convention. It's at the Javits Center in Midtown, uh, kind of a fancy place. Wow. And you're like, wow, this is going to be, you think to yourself, this is going to be something really interesting here. Um, But you see that they've cordoned off an area of the Javits Center. And there's like 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 a sign taped to the door. And it just says like, comedy convention. Um, <laughs> the C is the right way on comedy and the wrong way on convention. <laughs> that fucking that is that sucks. <laughs> that sucks so bad. I yeah. think I would take a photo and I would probably send it. I feel like I would have told a bunch of my friends like, "Hey, I'm not going to be around this weekend. Why? Because Michael Park bought me this weird this ticket to this weird convention." I feel like I would send this to like a group chat for sure and be like, "This is yeah. what my weekend's going to be." And baby, it does not disappoint because you get into <laughs> what the main corridor of this place, and uh, it has weird vibes to it. All right, I bet. Uh, the first thing you figure out uh, is that anybody of note who books things avoids this convention at all costs. All right. It is essentially the bringer show. Of conventions. So I did no research before I did the before I went. No zero research <laughs> except for that except for that website. Right. But hey, some comedians have awful websites, so you never know. <laughs> but sure. this one is bad. This one's actually bad. All right. Um you go in, uh it's very weird in there. You know, you see a lot of people just walking around, a lot of dudes. He, I mean, the male to female ratio, just from like an egalitarian perspective, is easily nine to one. What? It is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> that is so bad. That's the. You look at you look at some of the schedules for some <laughs> of the uh, events. Uh, the nine a.m. panel is: Are women funny? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would never I would never go to that. There's uh a TEDx. Yeah. Um but it's just for like how to construct like a really nice nacho plate. Uh <laughs> It's uh being run by Ted Alexandro. The TEDx is being run by Ted a- Tal- Alexandro. <laughs> what the um fuck? All right. Judah Judah Friedlander is just walking and hanging around cuz he's just kind of everywhere in New York. Uh Man. I, I, there, I think I feel like I would see what the schedule is. I think I would go to New York, see what the schedule is, get really mad and just not go. <laughs> I think like I, I, I know a lot of people there. I feel like I would and family there. I feel like I would just go, well, fuck this. I'm going to uh, just, you know, hang out with somebody or sightsee or whatever. I Like this is sure. I'm not going to go to a thing called are women funny. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the most. Yeah, that, it, no, you're I mean. 
you're you're you you you're looking around just like in disgust sure. and you see you you see like another convention were a, a convention room and it just said like the name of the 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 uh discussion is just it's just called why can't i say it and then you're just like i gotta <laughs> yeah, i gotta get out of here you know that. i gotta i gotta get out of here you know it's run by nick DePaulo. <laughs> Do I ever see him before I leave? No, but you hear just a lot of like, like <laughs> you know. So you're like, you're like, fuck this. I got to get out of here. And this sounds everything about this sounds really <laughs> terrible. I would never. I mean, the idea of I think I, I'm as as I'm leaving, I'm thinking to myself, like, do I like should I be mad at, at Michael Park for doing this to me? Because he clearly meant well. Like it's not like he was. Well, of course, I assume so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Michael would would, would screw with me like that. Uh, you know what? Honestly, yeah, I would just leave and think to myself. I'm I'm telling Michael that I I went to every seminar I could, and I learned a lot, and I learned that women are funny, and that mm-hmm. there are certain things that people get you that you shouldn't tell jokes about. I guess I don't know, or not and you he, should, he, but you know what I mean. And you know, in your heart of hearts, that you know he'd lo- he'll he'll really enjoy that. But you know, yeah, your your plane ticket isn't for a couple days, so you figure, hey, I'm in a city of nine million people right now. Might as well enjoy. Sure, might as well might as well enjoy the sights. I check would. Out. I, I will tell you this: I would one hundred and ten percent text uh Lindsay, uh the waitress at the Velveeta room and I would tell her mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened because I think she okay. would think it was very funny. Uh you text her? Yeah. Uh she texts back, wait, Michael offered you a plane ticket to another place too? <laughs> oh no. And I and I, I I think I just call her and I go, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm in Bermuda. I got a call back. I'll see you later. Uh <laughs> Okay, goodbye, Lindsay. Have fun. Yeah, Michael's been going crazy with his his bank account. I guess um, so. It sounds like Michael uh, has uh, a terrible financial advisor. Why is yeah, she he's, in the why is she in Bermuda? He saw zero. He saw zero percent APR and just thought like that's it, baby. Okay. Um, so so I so I leave this and uh, okay. So what's the first thing I do? Like where am I, by the way? You're in Midtown. You're in Midtown, just kind of a Jason Tell's kitchen okay. uh, over on around like 45th and 9th Avenue. And you're walking just to get like anywhere, really, like whether it's a subway or maybe a place to eat, something like that. And there's a lot of cabs out. The thing you have to know about New York is that the cab drivers here often will do their job for long stretches at a time. Okay. And what that means is they will often... Uh, piss in bottles nice and then take the pee bottles kind of like a trucker and just sort of deposit them on the new york city streets it's a very common thing okay so you're riding or excuse me you're you're kind of just standing there thinking hmm what should i mr pat dean do today <laughs> that's the thought i have yeah yeah you know you're just thinking to you're just, just trying to be curious you know? all right yeah yeah you know you're having a fun that time sucks. Um, but in slow motion, almost 
it's like you you almost have like a spider's sense sort of tingling, you know. Oh wow. You see a cab driver from maybe like 10, 20 feet away ride by in his Toyota Corolla. He throws a water bottle just filled, filled to the brim of piss. Oh, right. The king of piss. He throws this water bottle out of his window. Yeah. And it lands on the ground right in front of you. Yeah. And you go, whoo, because it's just closed. But then two more cabs throw (laughs) more bottles of piss out the window. Another cab throws a Nalgene. He's had it since 2004. He just wants to get rid of it at this point. <laughs> and you have four bottles of piss looking straight at you. Wow. And before you can go do anything else, you're just like, whoa, whoa. And then another cab just goes, crushes all of them, and you just get blasted. Fuck. Absolutely oh, blasted. The force of this piss is insane. It blows off your pants. Jeez. It blows off your pants. Everybody sees your boxers. Yeah. But they have monograms of you just jerking off on them. <laughs> Why? Why? Just would- a repeating pattern. Just a repeating pattern. That, well, that is kind of funny. That actually, I would one hundred percent wear those boxers. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, somebody, somebody got somebody got it as a joke gift, and you were just like, "Of course, I'd wear these." Yeah, this would be that great, rules. You know? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Uh, that that many people would see that after being sprayed <laughs> with piss. <laughs> this fucking sucks hom- so bad, dude. A homeless guy looks at you and he just goes, "Ooh." <laughs> okay, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> Go to hell. So what a terrible day. You don't know what you don't know what to think of. I mean, this is it's insanity. I would have no idea what to think. I think I would. I think I would just stand there, uh, and just I I would go nuts. I don't think I would know what to do. That yeah, there's piss? really. I mean, the really okay. So the only change of clothes is you know back at the Airbnb. You know, so. You know, it's summer, so you just try to like air out a little bit, yeah. you know, before things get too bad. But you start into the subway, so you can just get back down over to Chinatown, so you can just be okay. You get on the subway, and a bunch of uh, a bunch of teens start clowning on you. What? They throw a banana peel at you, and before you can notice, you slip on the banana peel and you fall into another puddle of piss in the subway. God damn it. These fucking kids. I think I would and I think I would yell at them. I think I uh, how old are they? They're like 13 to 16, but the thing about New York City teens is they have the confidence of like Lyndon B. Johnson, oh, just okay. like so, I'm uh, so I back down immediately. Then is what you're saying? Yeah, they uh, will. They will tear anybody to shreds. They're very, very good at it. Great. You know, you get out of the subway, 
You know, you're over in the Bowery. Just reeking of piss. Reeking of piss. A yuppie right on Bowery Avenue throws their old-timey chamber pot onto you. You get covered in piss again. A pigeon hits you, and you're like, this is not my day. And (laughs) No, not at all. No, this is not happening. But finally, you're just like, I just want this to be done with. I want to be done with this. I want it to be over. You get to your Airbnb, and right as you're about to grab that handle, yeah. you hear uh, like, a, uh, like a celebration whistle, like a whistle, you know, or something like that, and then some car horns and everything. And all of a sudden, a parade comes around the street, and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. Um, and that kind of an uh, official guy comes up to you and he goes, uh, are you Pat? Are you Pat Dean? Patrick Dean? Yeah. And he says, Hey, uh, my name is, uh, uh, Anthony Davis and I'm the city piss commissioner of New York city. Uh, and yeah, he comes to you. He, uh, he shakes your hands. Uh, he, he, he kisses you on each cheek like this, you know? Uh, Yeah, they do that. Yeah, yeah, he kisses you on his cheek, and he says, you know, Pat, uh, New York City is a hard place to live sometimes, and uh, as a concession, you know, we would like to award you as the 2023 uh, recipient of, of the King of Piss Award. I don't live here. It uh, doesn't matter. You can, uh, it can be awarded to anybody. Uh, he goes on to explain that this is actually a huge honor. It's actually incredibly <laughs> prestigious. Tons of famous New Yorkers have gotten it. It's existed like for who? uh four. It's like it's it's been around for four hundred years. But what, like, um, what famous New Yorkers have been crowned the King of Piss? So it was started by Peter Stuyvesant, who is one of the original Dutch colonial settlers. Uh, he gave it to a drunkard back in the 17th century who slipped on a, a, a another banana peel and then <laughs> fell into a horse puddle, a, hor- a, a horse piss puddle. Sure. Uh, horse, John Jacob Astor. Horse John puddle. Jacob Astor. Uh, John Jacob Astor got it in 1805. Holy uh, shit. He, he's what Astor Place is named after. Um, <laughs> he- so these are like influential. Uh, New influential, Yorkers. Influential New uh, Madam Helena Petrova uh, Blavatsky, uh, she got it in the 1880s when she had a really bad UTI. Wow. Uh, she came up with like mysticism and actually the same theory that led to um, the Nazis being form- formed, but she she wasn't trying to be a part of that. It, they just like kind of changed it. Sure. Uh, uh, Patrick Ewing got it in the 90s. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Georgetown uh, Hoya legend. Yes. Yes. So, you know, this is a huge honor. And he says, there's a couple things that go along with being the king of piss for a given year. You get uh, free slices and a lemon snapple for a month. Wait, I get what? Uh, you get a free free uh, pizza slices and a, and, a, and snapple for a month. Wow. Uh, you get a discounted MTA subway pass. Okay. You get to punch one cop. 
you get to be the head at one of the various parades. Um, wow. That one you have to take in stride because the only parades that happen that while you're there are the gay pride parade, the East Indies parade. Yeah. Uh, so you might just want to like pass on that. Yeah. One, I, I feel like I would give that to uh, someone who could uh, adequately uh, represent the, uh, the groups involved i feel like if i just if i uh was the head of the gay pride parade i feel like that that's not okay that's not appropriate so or the west indies which what the fuck yeah uh i would definitely find somebody who i i thought i mean i know people in new york who fucking fit in those cat i would definitely just call someone i know and have them do it yeah. Holy you shit. think about the possibilities of yourself being at the head of the East Indies parade, just at the front of like an entirely black parade, essentially. Yeah. And just like Rihanna, who's from Barbados, just ripping you to shreds. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't. I mean, it makes no sense for me to do that. I wouldn't do that. It'd be so yeah, exactly. insulting. <laughs> it would have worked for Patrick Ewing, but you can't pull it off, you know? <laughs> I mean, Patrick Ewing can do what he wants. So, but the crown jewel is you get to stay free room and board on the 100th floor of the Empire State Building for six months. That's kind of cool. That actually is very cool. It's very cool. You think that to yourself. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, not the most eloquent I've been on this podcast. Yeah, very cool. And honestly, you know, you think to yourself, maybe I should just take like a, maybe just like a little jaunt here. Maybe to stay for maybe like a month or two, you know, pass off my duties for a little while. Then, you know, come back to Austin, you know. Sure. Take this as like a little opportunity. I mean, living there for free. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't, that's no brain. You can't turn that down. You know, uh, I would, uh, I would do that. I would tell, I would. Take the opportunity because I can't do it as much when I'm working uh, at home to do as much comedy as I can in New York, which is, you know, one of the, you know, the comedy mecca as far as I'm concerned, you know? Of course. Of course. Yeah. This is also like a couple years down the road. So sure. the coronavirus has been taken care of. You know, you don't have to worry about Who that cured anymore. It? Who cured it? Yeah. And what was the cure? The person who cured the coronavirus was sting actually <laughs> yeah from the police yeah wow he took some time and did a little bit of research and he he solved it actually <laughs> it was okay all right he well. got in he, he got into pharmaceuticals and pharmacies wow. and stuff and he figured it out and the uh the the cure actually turned out to be just you know you know bed rest and drink a lot of fluids that's it just okay yeah you know what yeah. fucking a that uh all right cool i'm glad i'm glad yeah. we cured it and i'm glad it was him <laughs> that is so all right he, he thought about it and how it was ironic how like one of the main stanzas to one of his old songs was don't stand so close to me you know like they use that as the motto for the you know six feet apart rule <laughs> so he's hold on so you're telling me that sting has been uh this level involved with the uh the covid19 uh epidemic where 
he actually he authorizes use of his song don't stand mm-hmm. so close to me to have people be six feet apart from each other and then he goes on to uh cure the virus itself chemically yeah that's how involved he, he did- was he does, but it was a real meteoric rise and fall because all that happened within like a one month span, but then people hated him because he was part of the police. So like uh it sure. was like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real like woo, you know, people were rioting against him as well. Dang. Yeah. Not good. It was a real pro it was a real problem. It sounds like a problem. <laughs> yeah. What a shit uh, show. But it doesn't bother you because you know, you are doing pretty good. You know, you are doing all the best shows in New York. You've got that discounted MTA pass. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, I forgot you're about get... that. Yeah. I would. Yeah. It's really honestly, nice. I, um, I feel like I would brag about that. Uh, my parents are both from, uh, from New York city. So I think I would call them and tell them that I had that, like, just like brag. Cause I think they would be very envious and they would think it was kind of funny. They, the, yeah, you call them and and you're just like, oh, I remember back in the day when the MTA cost a quarter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how my father talks. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then he says to your mom, "Hey, babe, put some mozzarella on the uh, 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 on the pre- on the the prosciutto plate." You know? Yeah, my father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Sure. Uh, but it's going really well. Comedy is going really well. You're doing all the best shows. Cool. You got all those those nice amenities. You actually go on a couple dates, uh, which are pretty fun. Really? Wait, how does that happen? Meet some. Babes? I mean, yeah, you meet some babes and stuff. But the funny thing is, you actually lose interest after uh, a period of time because every date always goes the same way. We're like, hey, let's get out of here, babe. And uh, then you take her to the the Empire State Building, and yeah. she and then she ne- nobody ever believes that you live in the Empire State Building. So after this happens like two or three times, you just make a point of bringing them there, and they're like, "What's going on?" And you say, "See you later, loser!" And then you walk right in, and then the doorman goes, "Good evening, Mister Dean." And then everyone's <laughs> just very confused. So I I don't try to bring uh. The lady I was on a date with up, I just go up and insult her. Yeah, it, it's just like this weird power play that you're playing. Um, Man, that sucks. You, I, and, I, I sound like a real piece of shit. I mean, look, you were trying to be earnest about it initially, but unfortunately, it just got to this point where like nobody believed you lived there. So you're just like, oh, I might as well have fun with it, you know? All right. I, mean, uh, I guess. I mean, I could also prove it by bringing her up to the, the room. It's true, but no. I mean, everyone's just sort of like, I'm not going to be taken advantage by you. And then they're just like, sure. and you're just like, all right. Yeah, it's all so, good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So what a shit show. You're having this a, is terrible. It's pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. I feel like you keep saying, so you're doing well, but this doesn't sound like I'm doing well at all. This sounds horrible and uh, <laughs> kind of frightening. Well, I'm I mean, an it's asshole a, in this scenario. <laughs> like, I'm a really mean guy. Like, I feel like. You know, no one's perfect, but I think I'm, I'm. I mean, look, New York can change you. You know, it can really. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair it, enough. it can really, it can really, uh, it can really alter someone's personality. Sure. But you know. Fair. You know. Anyway. Yeah. You know what? Fair enough. I uh, continue. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you. No, 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 no problem. 
so it gets to the last three days that you're there and you're packing up your stuff. Yeah. You're at the top of the Empire State Building. Um, you're putting your stuff in and you just think, man, this has really been this has really been an experience, you know. Yeah. It's really been amazing is something that i think i will cherish for the rest of my life did and the sh- really think about is the shows that i did would like do they go well or um you know they go uh they, some of them go well some of them go bad you know you're doing them all over the place sure. like you do like a you go you do like a night at the comedy cellar um but oh, yeah cool. like right. but it, you know um it, it's just kind of weird because that's kind of like what it is there but then you do a lot of like fun indie shows and they're a lot better you know oh, okay Oh, yeah, so, oh, yeah. so I, bom- I bomb at the cellar. Yeah, but most Oof. people bomb at the cellar if they're not. I mean, like the cellar has like you know guys who've been working there for twenty years who yeah. are just like specifically designed to be bad. So like you know, it's kind of. <laughs> are you like? All right, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. like you like tell people that, and they're just like, yeah, you picked up on it pretty fast, you know. So it's like it's a, it's like an understood thing, you know. All right, cool. Well, well no, it sounds like it was a fun. Uh, it was a fun uh, stay then. Yeah, you get to talk with a bunch of cool uh, uh, friends from various places and what have you. Um, it's really good. You get to see uh, some insightful political action happening in like a very culturally relevant place within the world. Sure, and, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. only the United States. Sure. So you're packing up and then you get uh, a knock at your door. Do you answer it? Immediately. So you answer the door, and in front of you is Bill de Blasio, former mayor of New York City. What the heck? Yeah, Bill de Blasio, former mayor of New York City. He's a really bizarre guy. He is incredibly tall, very awkward looking, uh, hated mayor of New York City currently. Nobody likes Bill de Blasio. (laughs) Uh, How tall is he? he is conservatively six foot six. Oh, geez. He's a tall. He's a tall man. Wow. Yeah. Very, very ultra cucked though by former Governor Andrew Cuomo, and uh, just not, just kind of a just just a just a real, um, you know, a paper tiger in the progressive scene. Okay. Uh, but it's Bill De Blasio, and he's like, "Are you Pat D?" Yes. Okay, um, you know, I was a little reluctant to come here, but you are the king of piss, and it is <laughs> yes, I am. My duty as a former mayor to, um, you know, show you something. Um, it, it, it's traditional here. Uh, I it's not here though. I have I have to take you somewhere to show you the last, you know like perk that you get to see of of new york okay let's go all right so he he takes you guys are you guys go down uh downstairs uh you're walking around uh at least three people are just like fuck you de blasio because like nobody likes bill de blasio like do we like make uh, small talk or anything as we're walking or like what uh well, I mean, you try, but again, he's like not a really likable guy. Uh, I mean, he, <laughs> so we just have kind of an awkward energy between us as we walk. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. 
it's not great oh, there's like a, a there's like a a guy like a bike messenger looking guy delivering pizzas that rides by and he's just like oh fuck you bill the blasio <laughs> Uh, give me back my bike that you stole from me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, man. You have to pay for the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> so. Holy shit. But you eventually you eventually get to where you're going. Uh, you're in the Upper East Side now. Uh, oh. And you're in front of this palatial, palatial Manhattan man, uh, mansion. Wow. You're at 9 East 71st Street. Okay. In front of these giant 14-foot walnut doors. There's a doorbell and it says J-E below them. And you say, wait a minute. Is this? And he goes, yes, Pat. (laughs) This is Jeffrey Epstein's former house. Oh, shit. So he cut, he like gets in front of the door and like kind of like touches a couple bricks. Who does? Um, de Blasio. Okay. Touches a couple like secret bricks. The front door opens. He goes down as in you come with. Uh, You're in Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Um, You go through the kitchen, go through the basement, gets down to the basement. He touches a couple more bricks, secret bricks, and opens a secret passageway. Uh, So many secrets. I know. You say that. But then you also say like, well, this is Jeffrey Epstein's man, you know, former. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, the, if these walls could talk, they'd probably scream a, a silent scream, you know. Sure. Uh, That'd be some screaming walls. <laughs> you go through this dark corridor underneath Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. Yeah. It's lit by candlelight. Eventually, you reach a guard. He's dressed like an actual like hotelier guard. Like he has like a funny hat on and stuff. Oh, and wow. he says, um, "He says password." And then uh, Bill De Blasio <laughs> says, "He says uh, I'm walking here." He says, "Enter." And then, as you guys go through this big oak door, you can kind of hear in the in the background, "Fuck you, De Blasio." <laughs> uh, Man, people don't like this guy, it sounds like. Nobody I had, likes I had him. no idea that... I mean, I knew who he was just from whatever. I had no idea that he was this disliked. Interesting. He's universally wow. despised by all constituencies. That's that's wild. I, I, don't even, I don't even know what his uh, views are, really. That's crazy. I know, right? De Blasio. I think I would go... I think I would say something. I think I would go, hey, wh- why does everyone hate you, dude? And he just looks at you and says, Oh, don't ask. And then uh, just kind of brushes it off. <laughs> okay. All like he's right. a little bit flippant about it. He's a little bit flippant he about it. He's very like, flippant about it. And you're just like, maybe this is why people don't like him, you know? Uh, but you get through this corridor and things lighten up. 
And you see in front of you what could only be described as just like an Aladdin level hall of treasures. Wow. Like priceless artifacts in front of you. It is absolutely mind blowing. You see a book on the ground. It says how I killed JFK and other traditional Italian desserts by Frank Sinatra. Oh my God. There is a map of all the secret tunnels in the subway. Uh, there's a picture of Fiorella LaGuardia just doing a massive line of cocaine. Wow. Uh, there's another picture. What a fun. Uh, a, fo- a photo of George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, and they're hunched over a schematic that says 9-11 plans, uh, parentheticals, keep secret. Ooh, got uh, you motherfuckers. You fucking yeah. motherfucker. I never believed it, but now we have proof. You fucking motherfuckers. Exactly. And then just also in the picture next to George Bush is just a woman with the hugest tits you've ever seen. Wow. It's very weird. That's kind of cool. There's a never released, never even mentioned Wu-Tang Clan uh, album from 1993. (laughs) So it's like, it's not like the one from Martin Scarelli that they made in 2018 or whatever. It's like a a for real good one. When they were in their prime, when they were still uh, early. Yeah, yeah, that rules. Yeah, just countless treasures like wow. this that is very cool yeah and he says um pat these are the secrets of new york uh every <laughs> king of piss gets to know about these and as the leaving king of piss you are entitled to take uh one thing with you if you'd like you can accept this or decline it's uh, totally up to you i accept and uh, I grab whatever the most valuable thing in there is. You take the 9-11 plans uh, picture with you. Yeah, that uh, is clearly... I don't know why I had to ask. That's clearly the most valuable one. Yeah. That is, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with a president and vice president planning the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil in history. Yeah, and I had to 9/11. wonder which one is the most valuable thing. plans, uh, parentheticals keep secret. Oh, shit. Uh, She's like, all right, that's yours to keep. Thank you. So you guys exit, you leave, you wake up the next morning, you're going to leave the next morning, but you're just going to take this day to just hang out a little bit. Another day in New York, yeah. Yeah, you have your technical last day. The news comes on, and you see that Bill de Blasio has been found dead in the Gowanus Canal. Uh Uh-oh. He's been found dead in the Guanas Canal. Um, two lead hoagies were strapped to his feet and he sunk to the bottom. Holy shit. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And, but before anything can happen, uh, this like being snaps into place. What? This like apparition. Okay. He is like five foot eight, maybe five foot nine. Uh, Southern European looking man. Okay. He's wearing uh, an entirely red Adidas tracksuit. Okay. And uh, Adidas trainers. And uh, he has like a receding hairline a little bit. And he says, uh, Hey, are you Pat Dean? Yeah. Hey there. Uh, um, I'm a, I'm the North Jersey Devil. Holy shit! 
Yeah. He says, uh, so I, uh, I, you know, I couldn't help but notice that, uh, you know, you saw de Blasio, what happened to him in the, in the Guas Canal, right? Yeah. And he goes on to say and ask if you know anything about the city, uh, the New York city treasures. Nope. Don't know anything. He looks back right back at you and you, he, you hear like the Larry David sort of like, bum, 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 and he goes, <laughs> you sure about that? I don't know any, no, know nothing about it. He looks at you, he goes, all right. Well, uh, if you know anything about that, you just reach out to me and he hands you a, a Jersey Mike's um, calling card. <laughs> uh, cool. Walks out the door. You're left alone. About five minutes pass, and you think to yourself, uh, I'm thinking I'm going to take a nap before I get ready for my plane flight. I'm like, you know, you can't really get any directs from New York to Austin, so you're going to probably connect in OKC or something. Okay. So you take a nap, uh, and you come to uh in a bright white light again yeah and a man approaches you and he is covered in black and yellow garb he has the worst what pittsburgh accent that oh, you've no ever heard in your life yeah and he goes uh, uh he goes um hey hey are you there pat dean there <laughs> yes i am <laughs> he goes hey there uh i'm coming from downtown i'm the pittsburgh stealer <laughs> and i'm here to steal your soul <laughs> what and his mouth opens really no. wide Come and like on. kind of like a like a dementor he just sort of like sucks your essence <laughs> in and it, you're just like you're like ah! like you have like this like silent scream going on and he's sucking all like your essence out and everything like that oh, and, and the only thing that's left is like this visage of you yeah and you wake up and uh, you're not really the same. Like your whole soul got sucked out by the Pittsburgh Steeler, and uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler. He stole your soul, and you go back to Austin. And um, it turns out that uh, Michael actually spent all of his his last money on you, and now he's homeless forever. He can't ever get a job again. Uh, <laughs> Why did you do and that? <laughs> And you're not able to help him at all. And actually, he's been permanently banned from the city. So he has to stay just outside of it. Um, <laughs> so I'm dead. And Michael has been uh, 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 banished to the city limits. Fuck. God damn. Why? I don't know, man. The Pittsburgh Steeler. He stole your soul. Pittsburgh you know? Steeler. That, he's the, all right. Yeah. 